Hello there everyone, Momoz Najmi here uh, with this segment of Reflections and Reactions. Now you notice um, there's a bit something different today. I haven't got a backdrop behind me, I've just blurred the screen. Uh, it's just been a crazy day today to be honest and um, yeah, I just, I just couldn't be bothered right now but there was something that was on my mind that I needed to get out. And I thought that was more important than how it is presented. And well, it's a lot to do about immigration and how we think about immigration in this country and mostly in most Western countries. Um, a while ago, I wrote something about it and I'm just going to expand on that thought that I had before because I hate that people have made immigration into such a political issue to create illogical dichotomies of no immigration at all or the whole 8 billion people can come live here on this tiny island. Now I do understand the point of no immigration at all for a time being for a country like Britain uh, to maybe stop immigration for few generations, couple of generations, or even at least to one single generation, so we can get a hold of what is here and what is, um, you know, what are we to do with it? But I just find it bemusing that people, those who think themselves as righteous, can go on to saying on, how can you be against immigration since you're an immigrant, immigrant yourself, right? That's what I get told as well. As soon as I try to talk about this issue, I get told that, I get sent memes of coconuts so, so much, you know, probably saying like, oh, that I'm brown from the outside but white from inside, as if um, immigration is a racial or ethnic issue. Like every single country in the world has immigration. Any Every serious country in the world has immigration. If you don't believe it, look at how Middle East deals with immigration right go ahead call them coconuts and this is what's you know this is what is usually levied against people like Suella Breverman you know when she tries talking about it it is actually somewhat racist if you think about it that a person is only allowed to think or act a certain way as prescribed by the good people because of the color of their skin or their background. So we are only allowed to say certain things, agree with certain political point of views. You know, ethnic minorities can can think logically. We are not bound by emotions, you know, like most of the current new left, uh, new progressive left is. We are not all radicals. Uncontrolled immigration is a strain on resources and in higher numbers, it breaks down communities and the sense of belonging. You know, that would happen whether you do it in England or in India or in Kuwait or in Saudi Arabia or in Nigeria, anywhere. Apart from that, you know, undocumented, undocumented illegal migrants are a huge safety concern for everyone. It doesn't matter if you're an immigrant or if you're a citizen or if you're a born native in this country. Illegal migrants are a huge safety concern for everyone because you don't know the intention 
you know, and it should be the primary focus of all MPs, all ministers, regardless of their political affiliation. You know, because they're representing us, they're representing the crown, they're rep representing the public's interest and the security of the public it should be their primary focus. You know, security and prosperity. Many um, ethnic minorities also know how people abuse the system. See, now, there's a huge thing, like, I was a legal immigrant myself into this country, like, some 13 or so years ago. And people, um, other immigrants, especially those from Pakistan and Bangladesh, uh, will talk about how they can pretend to be um, a homosexual and get their residency application fast-tracked because they can pretend to be homosexual because, you know, there's no test or anything for it. They can just say, they can claim to be that and they can say, okay, look, I'm from Pakistan, I'm homosexual and um, therefore there's legitimate fear over my life because, you know, gay people get killed in Pakistan you know, officially. Right, so they can say that they can seek asylum. Their 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 uh, um, paperwork at that time. I don't know what it is right now, but at that time was getting processed quicker. Like within six months, they would be granted uh, residency or whatever the case might be. Now that that is a problem in itself. Like that's an abuse of the system, you know, and also. People who are actually suffering from this scenario, you know, when when the system gets abused too much, then their right to claim asylum will go away with it as well. You know, it's, it's a natural thing that it should happen in a way because, you know, you can't keep on letting your system get abused. And I met someone um, who had been living here illegally for a long time being hidden by other immigrant communities as well and also being helped by certain lawyers and this is a huge another huge problem that i saw that there were a lot of these uh, pakistani um, lawyers you know pakistani british lawyers uh, who what they were doing at that time because we were still in eu at that time right so within eu what would happen is if if uh, within um, staying within EU at that time meant that if you were uh, married to someone um, a European person for uh, five years then you would get the nationality you'd get British nationality right and you didn't even have to be married for the full five years you could be married like for three years or something or like whatever the case might be but it was five years and if otherwise and you would also get the right to live you would get like the european uh, family dependent residency sort of claim right so you could extend your you didn't need to get work permit so you could just get uh, that and after five years you can just claim for nationality and there's just divorce right so you didn't mean you had to live with that person or, or anything like that you didn't have to prove that right um and they would pay uh, there was a lot of like eastern european women who were taking advantage of it as well because well you know that's how it was happening and they were paying eastern european women eight to ten grand to lie about like uh, you know just to pretend to be their wife and you know and 
that's how and also lawyers were apart from that which was a, a huge scandal anyways but that stopped now since we have come out of EU and those things don't apply um, lawyers were also helping even at that time um, that you know I got to know about you know other false asylum uh, claims that people could make they were helping them with those things they weren't directly helping them because if they directly help them then they can be tracked but they were you know from within the communities and stuff so they would tell them what to say and what not to say right you know so uh, and what to write what to claim what not to claim how to claim how not to claim so they were actually helping them um, with their fake claims and these people were well prepared they were being helped by the immigrant communities you know and the lawyers out of these communities these are not harmless incidents or activities this is a problem this is a problem because you have a, a, a country where ev- like all these people who are coming in most of like not all of these people who are have ill intent were coming in they are able to abuse the system and what do you think happens um what do you think happens when these people get their claims do they become a patriotic all of a sudden do they start loving britain no their journey has started within a criminal environment you know they their first um action their first in- interaction with the country is that of a, of an illegal sort same thing with these illegal migrants that are coming in do you think they just become patriotic all of a sudden they start loving britain no only people who are coming over here who have genuine asylum uh, claims genuine asylum claims and they're not that many of them right genuine asylum claims they are the only ones who would feel patriotic or feel grateful to britain for giving them refuge everyone else they're like a lot of them are just economic migrants they're not here because they love the country they're here to abuse it to use it for their benefit and we're letting them do it so when a conflict like this has happened this current conflict has happened between Hamas and Israel that's why you see a lot of these refugees and asylum immigrants and stuff siding with Hamas especially if like not especially mainly if they are from islamic countries because they don't care about britain they don't care about uh, our relationship with israel or not they don't care about the western civilization the western values and the western culture no they came here to abuse the system and then i don't know what people are expecting really uh, i don't understand why people cannot open their eyes against our system has faults and it needs to be fixed we cannot allow others to abuse it no matter for what reason you know the reasons are besides the point pretty soon the whole of england will be turned into what has happened uh, with london and birmingham and bradford and those sort of areas hardly feels like it is english anymore and not because of racial aspect right because the national culture is no longer dominant in these areas 
with Stoke's division. This is not the England that was before. You know, afraid and unable to prosecute criminals because it might create a cultural backlash. Like, unable to protect the vulnerable girls in our communities up north because it might disrupt community sentiments with a certain group of people. Like, people going and hiding after criticizing a medieval thinking incompatible religion in Islam. People of this country, the native people of this country having to go in hiding for fear. People, uh, you know, going in hiding for protecting their own shops from thieves. Unable to stop knife crime because it won't be good for race relations. Police officers and politicians, football players kneeling, kneeling, Frankly, the whole country has done a lot of kneeling. Look where it has got us. Unable to fly your own flag, be proud of your own country and heritage for fear of being being called a racist. Uh, you, You tell that to any other national of any other sensible country and they would think you have gone insane. And I think so most people in this country have also, are also thinking, you know, there's this liberal elite that is over us that has gone completely insane. You know, th- this, this liberal elite is just unable to understand the impact that uh, mass immigration has on the working class people of this country. You know, because this liberal um, metropolitan elite, they don't, they don't get the same effect. You know, when you have mass immigration coming in, which is beyond the needs of your country, you will have pressures on all your local services. You will have housing pressures. And you will have pressures, especially if it's a, the majority of it is unskilled labor that is coming in. You will have a lot of pressures on the jobs of the working class people of this country. You know, because the companies would not be obliged to pay good living uh, pay wages uh, because it keeps on getting these people from out of this country who are willing to do that unskilled job and you know they have they have low expectations uh, those people who are living because they have lower standard of living you know they would be over here living in five six people living in one house they would have less uh, money that they need to spend most of the money they will be sending back home or whatever they, they don't they don't care they're they're not gonna push the companies to pay more would they as a result of it you know it harms the the workers of this country who would want to negotiate who would want to negotiate better working conditions better working pay and whatnot and the companies would say well we don't have to if we have other people who don't complain you know 
they can that's 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 a part of business isn't it that is being facilitated by this liberal metropolitan thinking people who do not understand the consequences it has on the wider society a lot of people say oh yeah we need uh, more immigrants um, for our health and social care yeah we're getting them they we have actually we have safer legal routes for them right so those people who are coming by boat are not doctors and engineers that are coming on the boat why we have proper means of bringing health and social care workers on them but there's another aspect when you get people from other countries from outside of the western sphere a lot of them if you get them into our health and social care there's a disconnect between the patient and the health and social care worker i don't do you not understand what health and social care like the the whole dynamic is it's not just about oh i'm sick oh yeah go to a doctor and they will give you a medicine oh and you're fine <laughs> you know there's a whole other holistic aspect to it especially when it comes to social care there's a matter of cultural factor there's a matter of human connection you know there's so many things that are not picked up of because you are not of that culture and what not and you know people don't have a connection you know they won't have the same uh, bedside manners those doctors and stuff there's a lot of it that is going to be lost and top of it for those things for those essential services you are relying heavily on foreign workers who can up and leave at any time i mean that is a recipe for disaster that's just asking for it we should concentrate on uh training our own people give them better benefits give them better um you know incentives to train and train let's train our own workforce this is this is not a controversial topic you know we need to pull ourselves together and think about it logically we cannot give refugee refuge sorry we cannot give refuge to everyone in the world we should not have to give refuge to anyone actually and anyone that we do decide to give refuge to we are doing them a favor because we have no ob- obligation to the woes of the rest of the world that is their problem we cannot be responsible for the foreign government's mismanagement of their resources and mistreatment of their people we have to think about the people who are already over here do you know that 4.2 million children in all of uk are living in poverty as of uh, 2021 2022 data you know that figure alone jolt people into accepting and declaring that we must first look after our own before trying to add more pressure on resources and more misery in this country but nobody seems to care about that or even be concerned about it it seems you know there's a re- there's a research uh, from shelter that showed at least 271 271,000 people are recorded as homeless in England 
including 123,000 children. NHS data indicated that over 7 million people are on waiting lists for specialist clinical care or surgery. 92% of appointments require waits of up to 46.2 weeks, not days, weeks. That's almost a year. These are not sustainable numbers. We do not have a ma- magic money tree as well. Everyone is asking for more funding, but there isn't enough. You know, we need to manage our resources better. And we cannot do that if we keep adding additional pressures. You know, our health and welfare takes the biggest chunk out of the budget. Health is like, I think this is 21-22 data that I checked last time. And health was around 210 or 217 billion pounds a year. And welfare was 194 billion pounds a year. You know, and the total managed expenditure expenditure was 1040 billion uh, pounds so our 1040 billion pounds what we were spending on within that figures was 217 and 194 on health and welfare so almost half of that is going in health and welfare you know and and the money that we are getting in income taxes and ni taxes um was i think so income tax was around 230 billion and ni tax was 161 billion and you know so ni tax is 161 billion and while we're spending on health 216 17 so it's already over the ni tax right and other income resources like vat corporation tax and other small direct and indirect taxes you know the receipts were up to 918 billion that we are receiving but we spending over a thousand billion right so there's already a deficit in in that way sorry we're just texting my wife she asked me something anyway so it's not sustainable and people who think like oh we just uh, we have money we have money because we spend a million there we spend a million there no these these are not millions that we talk about these are hundreds of billions that we talking about you know diversity of any, any kind on its own is not a strength a diversity of thought in a system that keeps the discussion of differences civil and makes a most out of different ways of thinking while keeping a national core unity that's a strength racial diversity is relevant in that scenario understand the facts of our current situation right unless we want to all live in misery we need to face the reality now you know this is an existential problem we are facing those coming in huge numbers on our shores illegally 
do not love our country they love our resources and that is a stuff that can break and destroy countries we need to come out to our senses and stop being over emotional because you know um i mean we being over emotional about people who are coming from abroad but we showing no emotions to the people who are already here that that's not a sustainable way of how to be as a country you know th- these are dangerous things to do like we also need to ask certain questions now let me let me give you example of pakistan because um i was born in kuwait as you guys know but i've lived in pakistan for 10 years right now in pakistan the non muslim minorities have next to no rights they get constantly harassed and killed and nobody cares over there even ahmadis who call themselves muslims but pakistan call them non muslims get attacked every now and then you know and they are seen as fair game on on the on the pakistani passports it clearly says that you can travel anywhere apart from except israel right because they don't recognize them as a country as well so you can see like they they obviously have an inherent problem with jews like every mullah in every mosque regularly preaches about hatred towards the jews people don't drink and eat with hindus or even christians right their their mullahs also preach hatred towards the gora people towards the white people yeah, and of britain and america and you get killed in the street by a mob if anyone even suspects you of blasphemy you don't even need to have a proof most of the time someone can just say oh yeah i heard this guy was being blasphemous blah blah he wrote something towards the prophet towards the god or whatever literally there will be a lynch mob straight away and that person would get beaten to death i've seen this happen it's mental there is state sanctioned murder of ex muslims under the sharia anyone who leaves apostates they get killed you know women get regularly harassed muslim women or non muslim women many villages still practice honor killing and forced marriages even child marriages child brides and so on pakistanis are yet very proud of their country the pakistanis who come over here as well you know even those who come over here they're still proud of their country right so which is kind of weird like you know if you if you're seeking refuge is from a country you can't you certainly can't be proud of it because there's a reason why you taking refuge from it but even those who come here legally and then find whatever means like i said before they find illegal means to become legal uh have fake claims people helping them out they be proud of that country and defend all of those things that are listed as the cultural religious right or you know differences even those who are second or third generation hold most of some of those things that i've stated why do you think that they will ever want to integrate what do you think their actual intentions are in this country do you think if britain has ever was ever attacked that they would be willing to fight for her 
especially if the attack is by another islamic state they don't even uh, support england in cricket they were support pakistan yet they all have british passports why where isn't it of course not all right of course not all i'm an example of not that all right so uh that not all thing but you know we need to be more strict with our immigration policies when it comes to such regions you know we need to see with the people who are already in this country with their percentage their proportional percentages who are committing more crimes the kind of crimes map out from it and create some strict immigration policies that a disables people from those countries to come in over here and also enables us to deport some of their most mis- miscreant members out of this country you know why do we keep on giving out citizen- citizenships to those people who hate this country i mean i find it very very bizarre and it's also because of these reasons why i don't like the idea of dual citizenships because you can't be loyal to one country you know and then to another as well you can only be loyal to one country and one king you know there's a reason why even india doesn't allow dual citizenships and something that we have to seriously think about and you know that much should have been clear now we need to find solutions you know all of this should have been clear when people from britain went to join the islamist jihadis of isis a while back i mean that should have been a you know a moment eye opening moment and now the acceptance or normalization of jew hatred on our streets even that is not opening the eyes of some of the liberal elites or maybe i don't know if it's intentional or if it's uh, ignorance it's hard to tell at this point so but i think you know we we need to we need to start asking these questions we need to ha- start having honest open conversations we need we need to let the native population of any country discuss these things without being called names because it is their country and they need to think about the future of that country other people can just pick pack up their bags and leave it's not their country is it they don't have that much of an uh, emotional attachment to this country as much as the native population does so their voices need to be heard their concerns need to be heard and and it their intention their ask their requirements their desires need to be actioned by the politicians that they vote for anyways in conclusion i would say that the more a government makes its people dependent on itself the more docile and obedient those people become when the majority wants such a life of codependency there is very little um, you can do to shake them out of it without causing massive massive shock to the system 
So no, I'm not sure if things will change here in Britain. Although I want it to, but I don't think so. It will unless there is a mentality shift. I am beginning to see that mentality shift. You know that mentality to want to achieve more than mediocrity, to be proud of the history, heritage, and traditions. with acknowledging the darker and shameful moments but not being held captive by it not being enslaved by your own history this country seems to have lost its purpose a little bit and its confidence in itself but i believe it can still be a strength for good you know starwood of the west once again you know if enough people are willing to stand up for their own first and foremost stand up for the history their heritage their tradition their values and time they start saying no no we do not want this country to become a refugee center we want this country to remain a country and we want this country to be prosperous that would be the thought of you know any group of people in any country you would you should want your country to do well for your people and immigration is just one of those things i mean immigration is not human right immigration is not a right immigration is a privilege that a country decides to afford to people who it deems to be merit worthy so it is time that britain starts using immigration to its benefit and if that means for a while immigration needs to be stopped then so be it That is all I want to talk about today. I hope you think about what I've said. You know, some things I might not have fully discussed uh because I'm still thinking about those things in my head. Other things I've expanded on. Have a thought about it. Meditate on those thoughts and give me feedback if you have any thoughts of your own let me know what you think but overall i think so we need to rethink ideas like immigration when it comes to national cohesion and benefit i mean need to stop being over emotional about these topics um yeah and definitely start recognizing illegal immigration to be illegal and problematic at the very least the concept of which is gone away from liberal minds it seems like it needs to be reintroduced illegal immigration is a thing it's wrong and it needs to be stopped anyways take care of yourself be good
and thank you for listening.